Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael J, and this is Hypothetical. This week, change things up just a little bit. It is episode 30, and I have two guests with me who I'm moderately excited, I suppose, to have with me from the great philosophical show, Phil, welcome back. And from behind the boards, Evgeny, welcome back as well. I don't know why you're still obsessed with these boards. Because you're sitting behind them. There are no boards. There's a keyboard. That's a board. It counts. I'll take it. Especially because you have all those macros. I don't care if the macros are on your mouse. No, you're right, because I put the macros on my keyboard as well in case my right hand started cramping up. Yeah, we're not going to go into that detail. Uh, I I, I thought we were recording hypothetical, not philosophical. We are. Uh, Okay. There's going to be one more change to this week's episode. We're not going to play a warm-up game per se, but we are going to do a little warm-up. And the warm-up is a follow-up to episode 28 when Mike TV was on. And we came up with two best-selling children's albums. and More like the, one and a half, but okay. I don't know why you have to slam Mike's album so bad. I think it was a whole album. Well, considering he's going to be doing all the instrumental work on your album, it's kind of going to be a Mike TV box set. Pretty much. So one and, and a half. And it's going to be awesome. Anyways, the, uh, the smash hit from Now That's What I Call Disappointment is the, uh, the song The King Box Doesn't Come in a Box which talked about uh, Burger King's commercial for the King Box meal. The King Box doesn't come in a box. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? It, it's catchy. Smash it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's fantastic. It's the best. Perhaps one of the, I would say, one of the one best songs ever written. I had to clean up red wine off of my computer from spitting it out when I heard that. It is a musical masterpiece. Anyways, Burger King decided that uh, King Box commercials weren't quite up to par for the Super Bowl. So instead, they had a new commercial. Did you guys see the Burger King commercial at the Super Bowl? This was like the single commercial that I saw. Um, I did not, but I'm assuming by the end of the next few minutes, I'm going to know it in more intimate detail than the freckles on Lincoln's nose. It's a 45-second commercial, 45-second spot, and it's from a. they basically just pulled 45 seconds from a documentary uh, from the early 80s, I want to say. And it's Andy Warhol eating a Whopper. And literally, the whole commercial is Andy Warhol is at a table, standing in front of a table. There's a Burger King bag. He reaches into the bag. He pulls out a box. Inside the box is a wrapper with a Whopper inside. He opens up the wrapper. He opens up the box, opens up the wrapper, takes the bun off the burger, then tries to pour ketchup out of a Heinz ketchup bottle, struggles with that, but eventually gets the ketchup onto the wrapper, puts the bun back on the burger without any ketchup on it, and then proceeds to dip the burger in the ketchup, takes a bite. I don't, I don't recall if it's he, how many bites he takes before they go to the end of the commercial and it has some stupid hashtag like eat like Andy or something like that. That's the whole commercial. Sounds right. No explanation, no nothing. And if you don't know what Andy Warhol looked like, like most of the millennials that are probably watching the Super Bowl, you probably had no idea who he was or what it was all about. So, uh, so I, 
Go we ahead. watched the game with my older sister, her husband, and both my parents and my younger brother. And my dad was the only one that's able to figure out, well, maybe that's Andy Warhol. Exactly. That, that, so they're taking a 30 plus year old documentary video, pulling 45 seconds from it with no explanation whatsoever. My issue isn't with Andy Warhol or how he eats the burger or the fact that he takes the bun off the burger and doesn't put ketchup on it and then puts the bun back on the burger and then dips the burger in the ketchup. Like, why bother taking the bun off? Whatever. It's got to do something. The ketchup kills me. You know what? That's the way he wants to eat it. That's fine. The guy was an artistic genius, I suppose. So I, I do the same thing with cheese sauce. I'll take a chicken sandwich and some nacho cheese sauce and I'll just dip the thing in the sauce like it's au jus. But it's nacho cheese. Right. You could dip anything in nacho cheese. No, that's I've not done the same thing with ketchup, too. I said it's not your cheese. It is my cheese. No, it's not your cheese. Let's get back to the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to derail you before you caused an international incident, man. Come on. So here, here's, here's my beef. You like that, Phil? <laughs> Why am I on a podcast with these Angus dad beef? jokes? I, I have no idea. The burger is like 30-something years old, so I don't know what it was made of then. So first problem is the first like 15 seconds of the commercial, he's spending unwrapping this burger, taking the box out of the bag. It was loud too. Right. He takes the box out of the bag, opens the box, takes out the, the burger in the wrapper, then has to unwrap the whole thing, put it down, and then then he could start with the burger. So thanks for wasting that time. That was great. Second, the burger came in a box. Why doesn't your king box come in a box? You've been doing this. This thing is over 30 years old and it comes in a box. Put the king box in a box. Okay. My next issue. Oh, is there's the, more. We're just getting started here. Oh, boy. It's going to be a long episode. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it is now. Oh, great. But it might I be done? a two-parter for all I know. Um, the burger is wrapped in a wrapper and then put inside the box. That seems a bit wasteful to me. Either put the burger in the box or keep it in a wrapper, but don't do both. Okay. Okay. Commercial to me was like devil's advocate here for a second. No, no, no. I'm right. I'm playing. I'm playing devil's advocate for a second. (laughs) Fine. So Arby's where I'm at does the same thing. Some of the sandwiches you get at Arby's can get pretty damn messy and having that inner wrapper. So why does it need to be in a wrapper in a box? Because the box holds the majority of the overflow that the back end of the wrapper can't get. Well, then you're not designing your wrapper right. Right. You have package design issues at that point. But the bigger issue here is we're talking about a Whopper that didn't look like it had anything on it. It looked incredibly dry. There was nothing to drip. Well, that's because he was going to dip it. Right. So why have it? in a wrapper inside a box, which you then place in a bag. Well, for all you know, Warhol went up to the counter and said, hey, I want my Whopper dry. Well, it turns out that originally for this documentary, when Warhol asked for a burger, he asked for a McDonald's hamburger, but they didn't have one and they were able to get Burger King faster, apparently, or something like that. How do you not have a McDonald's? I don't know. It's just like 1984 or 1983 or whenever. Exactly. Burger King was supposedly good back then. Okay. So they have poor packaging. (laughs) They have a box, which they should have kept for the king box, but made it larger to make it do, actually like king size. Do you want the 1974 box? That would be sweet. A little retro design thing going on? No, like the original 1984 box. It's all soggy and... Well, they'd have to have more than one box. I assume they sold more than one king box, so they'd have to have more than one. 
No, there's one box, Michael, and it travels from Burger King to Burger King just in case you happen to walk through the doors so they can give you your King box in the box. That's why most King boxes don't come in a box because it's traveling nope. until you buy okay. it. First of all, no King box comes in a box. Did you not hear the song? <laughs> <laughs> I, I checked out after I heard Mike say There wasn't much more to the song besides the fact that the King box doesn't come in a box. He was so enthusiastic about that, too. It's true. Anyway, in this particular commercial, it was the saddest looking hamburger I've ever seen in my life. It looked dry and small. And like, you know, normally in a TV commercial, they like fake everything to make it look much better. The food, the food glue, the frozen patties that are just warmed up on the edges to make them look like they're cooked. Yeah. Right. They'll use like a hairdryer to to make it look like it's steaming and. Mm-hmm. But in this case, tricks. they should have gone the monochrome and then had Sarah McLaughlin singing in the eyes of an angel behind it. Uh, that'd be weird. <laughs> it is weird. You're going to do a commercial for your hamburger? Make it look good. It looked awful. Now, I get it. You're going to say I'm biased because I have this thing against the King Box. Come on. Look at the burger in that commercial and tell me it looks appetizing. It does. It's a 30-year-old burger. It was it's new at the time of filming. Good. They didn't have all that okay. fake food then. Here's my question for both of you, though. Was the burger more or less appealing than the halftime show? I don't know. I didn't see the halftime show either. Less appealing. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty gnarly burger then. It's a very sad looking burger. If I'm Burger King, I want my burger to look good on a commercial. I don't care if the commercial's 30 years old. Make it look good. Well, they didn't know how to do that back then. Right. So then don't use that footage for the commercial. Just it's not retro. What they should have done is just taken the first part of it where Andy Warhol starts to unbox it. Spends three hours unwrapping a burger. <laughs> right, but you don't actually get to and see the burger. Pull out a real burger? <laughs> no, don't even get to that point. Open the box, and then you see the wrapper. He starts to open the wrapper, but before you can see what's inside, you cut out of the commercial. No, no, no. What you do, Leave him you wanting have more. him start to unwrap the burger, and then you got like some Michael Bay CGI explosions coming in, and just like this overly CGI'd burger that millennials will think is real because we believe everything. So like Applebee's advertising. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Except we don't fall for that. Right. But imagine. I'm trying if, to think when the last time I actually ate at Applebee's was. If you saw that commercial, but you never saw the burger, you just saw him starting to unwrap it. Then you'd wonder, oh, what has he got there? This is Andy Warhol. Well, if you ever figured out who he was, because they don't tell you. First, I'd sue them for bringing the concept of hypothetical into a commercial because we've got the rights on bringing dead people back for our bidding. That's a good point. We'll have to do, uh, get our legal counsel on that. We'll have to get legal counsel first. Do they call the complaint line? The legal counsel? Yeah. I mean, uh, that is how the Mexican Mankiniachi movement got got hired onto the show. Oh, they're part of the show now? Yeah, we signed the paperwork yesterday. Oh, sweet. Look forward to yeah. that. Um, you're putting them up at your house, though. But So I guess it's not an audio-only podcast anymore. We're going to have to go to video. Well, no. You're just going to have Mankiniachi in your house. So anyway, Burger King's 0 for 2 in my book now. I dreading seeing their next commercial why a 30 year old hamburger can come in a box but a king box can't it's beyond me so you're punchy <laughs> just just a little just a little well there's also the fact why are they using a giant bottle of heinz is it a heinz commercial is it a burger king commercial or is it andy warhol commercial oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, an, yeah. <laughs> if, if it's an andy warhol commercial they're 30 years too late for that maybe it, some collector wants to sell his art uh, that would uh, seem like a super bowl ad would seem like a weird place to advertise uh, there's a lot of stupid, weird, <laughs> cool commercials. 
I mean, the, the only commercial I actually saw from Super Bowl Sunday was the Deets Nuts commercial. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't the know how commercial? I feel about it yet. Did they show nuts? They showed a bag of nuts. Okay, they're nuts. good. They're fine then. And it even says the brand name across it. It says Deets Nuts. Go figure. So Burger King, call me. I can help you fix it. Actually, don't call me. I don't like talking on the phone. Email me. I no, just call the complaint line. That or way call, yeah, call, can deal with it. Yeah, call the complaint line. That's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't pay jerk face. He can, he can take care of that for us. Yeah, that works for me. So, um, okay. I, I get, I get your hatred for, I hate, I, I get your hatred for know. Burger King, but okay. let, let's jump into the main game. I'm, 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 I'm concerned for you, Michael. And I, I want to go ahead and cut you off before you rupture something. Oh, I'm not going to rupture anything. Are you sure? Yeah. I've only seen two Burger King commercials, so we're fine. I need to keep you healthy, man. This is the only way I'm ever going to make money is keeping you and Phil healthy. Wait, you're making money off us. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, I didn't know so, about this deal. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, uh, I got to go. <laughs> I got a road trip. Wait, what? Um, yeah, um, I have to be like 14 too. hours away here and like yeah, 12, I'll, so I got to go. Yeah, I'll meet you there. Um, Oklahoma crap. City, watch out. Is there a Burger King in Oklahoma City we can meet at? <laughs> See if they have a King box? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, there's a Burger King within like a mile and a half of my apartment. We will see you there shortly. Um, I need to change my address on Slack. Uh, that way you guys go to the wrong place. Uh, let me pull out this letter here. Ah, <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have written you. All right. Well, Phil gets directions. Let's uh, jump into the main game. Oh, okay. Uh, in case you weren't aware, we're recording this on Tuesday night during the State of the Union. Oh, are we supposed to be recording? I'm just kidding. I was going to meet you halfway on your drive, clothesline you, and then stuff you into a phantasmal Burger King King box. How would you clothesline him? Would you get it, bring a ladder with you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three ladders. Three, Three ladders. ladders, yes. Okay. Just making sure. So, yeah, State of the Union. I just, or... I just wanted to keep everybody on their toes. Oh, okay. No, you just wanted to give me a heart attack, dick. Oh, sorry. It's much more violent around here when the two of you are on. I don't know what you're talking about, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, State of the Union is going on. That's where the President of the United States gives a quote-unquote update on the country for the year to the country. And some people pay attention to it, apparently. Tonight's main game is going to be in honor of the State of the Union. And you're each tasked with creating your own State of the Union address. But it doesn't have to be a State of the Union as in the Union of the United States of America. It can be for whatever or wherever you want it to be. So okay. it could be like the state of podcasting, or it could be the state of Barbados. It doesn't matter. It could be is whatever. Is Barbados you, a state though? No, it would be the state of where that country is at the moment. Like the state of being, not the state of. Right. Not the state of Illinois. Area. It would be like, a, if you were doing like an actual state, it would be the state of the state of Illinois. Right. So what I you want to know. know with you, right? I do. And that's why I'm okay. answering you incredibly seriously to. To counter your, so well, we're actually we're there. actually speechifying. I want to know what you're addressing. Oh, okay, okay. Where you're going to hold the the State of the Union? Like the real State of the Union is uh, done in front of Congress uh, at the U.S. Capitol. Who are you going to? Who's going to be in the audience? You know, at the State of the Union, it's the Congress, the Supreme Court, other government people, the cabinet, whomever. 
um, who are you inviting as your special guest? And then tell me what your main objectives are uh, for your State of the Union address. Um, usually, like in the real State of the Union address, it's like bringing the country together and eradicating a disease or stopping wars or. Whatever. Oh, you don't want to see the itinerary for the one we're missing tonight. I checked on Reddit and it's it's complete cluster. Right. Well, well we're Isn't talking everything from him. Yeah. And then I want to know who's giving the rebuttal to your state of whatever union address you're giving. So since there's a Republican president, there's a Democratic rebuttal after the State of the Union. Who wants to go first? I think Uh, Virginia volunteers. Okay, sure. Why not? (laughs) So uh, at least we don't actually have to speechify on this one. I was kind of concerned that you were going to wrangle me into a spur of the moment speech. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. Okay. My State of the Union... (laughs) my state of the union would actually be a giant rebuttal in and of itself. So my state of the union would be held immediately after the actual state of the union in the house of representatives. Okay. Two inches away from the president's face. So it would be a state of the state of the union. It it would be a state of the state of the union, but not a rebuttal. Correct. Okay. So what we would do for the state of the state of the union is, is during the actual State of the Union, we have our army of fact checkers that are going through checking all the facts. And then we use those fact checkers to tally the level of corruption in the speech itself. So the State of the State of the Union is actually a state of the state of corruption within the Union at the State of the Union. Okay, so it's basically Twitter. Basically Twitter with some Snopes, with some YouTube, with some Reddit. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm following along. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty straightforward. Okay. So, like in this case, let's say we have someone calling for an end to partisan investigations. We would have our fact checkers look through it and see whether or not you know there's any truth to that statement. And then immediately after the State of the Union, before the party in the minority gives their rebuttal, we go through and immediately go something along the lines of, During tonight's union address, we were told that this is actually what's what's going on, that there are these partisan investigations. But in fact, what the country should know is that during the last year, these numbers have actually been coming to the forefront. Is this the truth? Is this really partisan? I've got a chart right here to prove it. And yes, so we're going to have our fact checkers make charts. That way, the State of the Union isn't just speechifying for speechifying, but there's actual educational content. Sounds complicated. Well, that's why there's going to be an additional thousand people inside the House of Representatives to help me do this. It sounds like there's going to be an awful lot of Americans that are going to check out because they're dumb. Honestly, it'd probably be when they check in for the first time. I'm just curious how you're going to fit an extra thousand people in there. It may resemble a Metallica mosh pit when they played in Moscow. Maybe you should get rid of the chairs. Yeah, honestly, that would be better for their overall cardiovascular health. If some of those older politicians actually stood around for a couple hours. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. We you know, have, okay. we have Metallica there. Yes, actually, that will be Playing. part of. Yes, because part of the state of the state of the union yeah. is a break halfway through. Okay. So Master of Puppets can be played by Metallica. So you have a half understand, man. No, Master of Puppets seems a little bit more fitting. Why don't you do Enter Sandman to start? Then start doing your speech, and then you have a halftime show where they play Master of Puppets, and then you can finish your speech. And then to clear everyone out, we can have them play something off of, like, Load or Reload. Or just Ride the Lightning. Oh, God. 
anything off of that. Yeah, that would yeah. be enough. No, to I mean, the room. just ride the lightning. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, the, your, your State of the Union address is probably already going to get more viewers simply because you have a halftime show. Yeah. Right. And no other State of the Union address has ever had a halftime show. And no other State of the Union address has ever had a full-blown mosh pit in the House of Representatives. Right. You can have cheerleaders, too. No, you don't have cheerleaders at a concert. No, but you have a halftime show. You don't have a halftime show at a concert, either. Well, that, well that, it's not a concert. True. It's it's a state of the union. It's a state of the state of the union. It, it would be really fun if you had cheerleaders there and then you like t-shirt cannons and stuff. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Michael, Michael just made a good point there. There would have to be some type of merchandise grabs going on. So during, during Metallica's half speech performance, I, I do agree. We will go ahead and let um, people of cheering capacity, tossing out merch or using a t-shirt machine gun. Not a cannon, but a gun. Could you imagine like a 70-year-old Supreme Court justice getting beamed upside the head by a t-shirt launched from a CO2 cannon? <laughs> can I arm the can can I run the cannon? <laughs> no. Oh no, 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 no. That's a bad idea. <laughs> wow, this has to be the best hypothetical concept I've ever come up with. That's a bad <laughs> idea. I think it's a great idea. It's oh perfect. no, 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 no. Okay, so so one of the people I'm bringing is Phil because someone has to man the CO2 cannon. Yes, and I need someone who's incredibly tall to get it over everyone's heads and make sure that the people that need beamed get beamed. See, it's important that I'm there. You call it important. I call it dangerous. Not for me. (laughs) Six of one, half dozen of another. No, hypothetical condones the beaming of Supreme Court justices with T-shirts during (laughs) halftime shows. Do not. Do not follow the advice that you hear on hypothetical unless it I'm comes only going to be the ones that like really, really, really like beer. Oh God, that, that way. You, oh dude. Yes. Yes. There has to be. Uh, okay. It has to be good. Like microbrew beer though. Like if I'm going to have beer at the state of the state of the union in the house of representatives, it's got to be some really good IPA stuff, man. What I'm curious is the t-shirt guns or cannons, whatever you're using. Mm-hmm. What's going on the t-shirts? It really depends. I survived on... the state of the state of the union. Right. Well, <laughs> it really... I was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> no, it really depends on what we're speechifying against that year. Well, what we're. Speechifying I mean, you could have year. like a screen press, like right, like in a corner or something, and then depending on what the president lies about, you can stamp that on a t-shirt. Right. Then roll so, it up like, in the cannon. So it'd be like this on year's demand shirt... t-shirts. That would actually be cool. I mean, like this year's shirt, obviously one of the shirt designs would be, um, why a build wall? a wall when you can't even stay employed? I've had a hard time following that one. Well, I mean, it, it, okay. Yeah. Because uh, of the shutdown? Well, the shutdown's over for now. <laughs> for, for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we don't know because we're not listening to the State of the Union live. We're having a better one. No, he's actually not mentioning any of that stupid stuff right now, surprisingly. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. That depends if he stays on script. Oh, God. Uh, Anyways, let's go back to that, your... Maybe he ate his script, so we can't remember any of it yet. That would that would be the other thing. Whoever's actually giving the state of the state of the union, yeah, there is a penalty for that person going off script. What's the penalty? We will have the starting lineup for, for the Detroit Red Wings standing in front of him or her, whoever gets picked from the, the bucket to speechify. Um, you do realize that you're the one that has to give the state of the state of the union, right? Okay, fine. So if if I'm the one giving it, if I'm the one giving it, I have to stand in front of the starting lineup of the Red Wings. And if I get 
off script. I've got a puck flying at me. All right. I'll, I'll tune in for that. See, there you go. Every year we've got this one speech that no one wants to pay attention to. And I've already made it better with t-shirts, beer, Metallica, and hockey. I'm out. I've done my job. Who are you inviting to this speech as your special guest? Well, you already I mean, said me because I'm going to use the t-shirt cannon. But he hired you. He didn't invite you. He's right about that. I am I paying you for free. that. Oh, okay. Well, um, honestly, okay. If I'm inviting somebody, yep. uh, honestly, I'd probably just pick some rando off the street as I was walking in. Okay. It's like literally just walking by and going, hey, you want to see Metallica tonight? <laughs> and the first person to say yes, is like, come on, you're in. All right. Yeah. There's no real method to that. I mean, because how many people would be stoked if they randomly got to go to the concert of the year with Metallica in the house? Right. Yeah, it depends. Going. Is Metallica going to play any new stuff? No. Good. Because if they were, then I wouldn't want to be there. I'd leave. I mean, I think your special guest should have been uh, the guy from Napster. <laughs> Why? You mean the guy <laughs> in the uh, Italian job remake? No, Napster, the old. This is probably before your time. Uh, you never watched the Italian job, did you? No, I did watch it on an airplane once, but then they cut it off because we landed, so I didn't get to see the end. Well, then uh, if you saw the first half, you should know what I'm talking about. I don't remember that. The the Gosh. bad part, Phil, that's kind of a throwaway line in the first half of the movie. He really doesn't get into that part of his story until like three quarters of the way through. Yeah, so what? Michael, go watch the Italian job remake. Um, I know you won't because you don't listen to any other movie recommendations we make either. That is correct. Well, there's no hockey in it. I was going to ask, is there hockey in it? Probably not because it's called the Italian job. If it was a Canadian Uh, job, there'd probably be hockey. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) All right. Last question for you. Who's giving the rebuttal to your state of the state of the union? Huh? Crickets. (laughs) Honestly, I think the only, because it's always the opposing viewpoint. Right. Which would put you back to the president. So it's Fox News. I was going to say Chris Tucker. I was actually going to single out Tucker. Sean Hannity? No, Chris, not Hannity. Chris Tucker, the, a, the actor from Friday? No, the other Tucker. The one from Fox. His first name's Chris also? He's a giant airbag. All I know him by is Tucker, but I think his first name's Chris. You mean Tucker Carlson? Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's such a windbag. I only know him by Tucker because Tucker <laughs> rhymes with Tucker. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I, I would definitely watch <laughs> Chris Tucker. Give the rebuttal. I would definitely not watch Tucker Carlson give the rebuttal. So depending on what kind of ratings you want to get. I mean, I, I only want people to tune in for the good stuff. So if I have whoever the biggest windbag for the opposing viewpoint as the rebuttal, then they tune in for the good stuff and then tune out right when that person steps up to the podium. Okay. I'm controlling ratings. That way, no matter what happens, I have better ratings than them, which deflates right. their ego. Mildly intelligent. Occasionally, I come up with good ideas, and then there's tonight. <laughs> yep. All right, Phil, what kind of State of the Union are you given? The State of the Union? I don't know if I can come up with one that beats that. <laughs> wow. That was a, he took an easy, easy road just taking a State of the Union of the Union. Yeah. So I think I would do State of the Union of the Internet. Okay. That's all I got so far. <laughs> okay. What, what would your main points be about the Internet? The advertising and tracking. Okay. I so it pretty much be the state of the union of Facebook and co and the ad networks. All right. I assume you want to get rid of them. Yeah. Make (laughs) the internet a better place. Is that how you're going to do the whole speech? Yeah. We'll get rid of that. We'll get rid of this. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Evgeny likes it when I say yeah. Yeah. No, no. I hate it when you say yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that memo. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, so state of the internet and you're just going to focus like on uh, tracking and data breaches and Zuckerberg being a punchable and person. advertising. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you giving this state of the union virtually since it's about the internet or are you going to do it in person somewhere? It should probably be in Silicon Valley. Okay. Because that's where all the major data center idiots are. So are you doing it in front of the da- the quote unquote data center idiots? No. No. They're <laughs> random people. <laughs> no, we, there's got to be some kind of opera hall or concert hall or something in San Francisco or somewhere right, out there. Right, right, right. No, I'm saying who's we'll going to be there. in the audience. I hear there's a giant um, Steve Jobs theater in a donut shaped building out there. Okay, fine. We'll do it there. Okay. So Steve Jobs theater, you're going to give a state of the internet address. Who's in the audience? All the CEOs of the big tech companies that have all these advertising companies. And so like Zuckerberg, um, YouTube guy and the Google guy. And yeah, those kind of people. Okay. All right. Are you going to invite the FCC along? Not the current FCC. I'd rather not have to deal with the <laughs> guy. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Maybe I'll invite Dingo Wheeler. Although okay. after he was called a dingo, he turned out to be not so horrible. Crickets? I, no, no. Every time I hear dingo, all I think is a dingo ate my baby. Oh, that makes me a horrible human being. All right. So you're giving the state of the state of the internet Steve Jobs theater in front of a bunch of Silicon Valley CEOs. Uh, you're going to rail on advertising and tracking and things of that nature in regards to the internet. Yep. Are you going to provide any solutions or are you just going to tell them? Yeah, the solution is to not do it. Very simple. I have a feeling it's going to be a short speech. Probably. (laughs) Thanks for coming, everyone. Tonight, I'm here to tell you about the state of the internet. It's filled with ads and 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 tracking. Don't do it anymore. Yeah? I mean, yeah. I'd be okay okay with ads if I could guarantee that it's not loaded with malware. Okay, Phil, can I try giving your speech for a second here? Yeah, sure. Ladies, gentlemen, esteemed I'm bringing all of you Oh, don't forget the robotic guy. Wait, what? The robotic guy, Mike Zuckerberg. He's not human. Oh, okay. Let me let me redo that. Ladies, gentlemen, lizard people, esteemed <laughs> You've all been summoned today, first and foremost, to receive a verbal kick in the nuts. Quit <laughs> with our internet. If you put a stupid ad in, if you put malware in, if you track us, you're going to get kicked in the nuts or whatever your equivalent is. Zuckerberg, we don't know what you have. We're sending scientists to your house. You're going to be poked and prodded. Have fun. Peace. I'm out. Yeah, I like that. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's your invited So can guys? I give your speech then? Can I do the state of the internet? Sure. Sweet. You got a lot of speeches to give. Well, I've got to uh, supplement my uh, hypothetical income, income somehow. Because now that you've w- been found out. What hypothetical income do you have? It's It's a hypothetical income. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, how else do you think I've been affording all these semis and stuff? I don't just make them up for the show. I actually plan them out in real life. Yeah, no kidding. How long <laughs> it took me to get in my driveway today? <laughs> Did you try driving in? No. Why not? Because I wasn't in a car. <laughs> did you try walking then? No. Then why did you have a problem getting in your driveway? Because I tried sledding and my driveway's uphill and there's no snow. Ow. Or very little I snow just poked there. my own eye with my thumb. Why are you sledding with no snow? I don't know. Well, that's your problem. Okay. Well, Wait, we'll why get... were you sledding in your... 
I wasn't, or maybe, I, <laughs> maybe or maybe I was to be determined. Thanks. Thanks. Now you broke me tonight too. Can't blame me for poking your eye out. though. You do that to yourself. And now every time I hear someone say, yeah, I cringe inside. Thanks, Phil. Who's your invited guest, Phil? Hmm. Oh, now I'm drawing a blank on who, what his name is. Would <laughs> describe him. Bald actor always plays a kick-ass guy. Um, Jason Statham. Lux. Yes. Yeah, him. Right. How the hell did you know that so fast, Michael? Because I talked about him on a recent episode of Hypothetical. I should give it a listen sometime. Oh. Oh. I was, I was, if you didn't get it on that, I was about to go into Lock, Stocking, Two Smoking Barrels, and... That I haven't seen. So that would not have helped. I suddenly feel guilty for not listening to a show that I edit. I think I talked about him on a show. Maybe it's just my mind, but I'm pretty sure I did. Either that or you hypothetically talked about him on your hypothetical show. Also, also <laughs> Phil gave an absolute. If you had to give a one line description to get somebody to guess who Jason Statham was, Phil nailed it. <laughs> Bald guy kicks everybody ass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, exactly. fair enough. Exactly. I, I was going to go with Terry Crews on that one, but I was like, wait, no, that description right. doesn't fit. No, no. I mean, it partially fits, but I would probably use something else because he's all, wasn't he a football player? Yes, he was. Yeah, see? So I would have gone with bald football player that acts now. Okay. Yeah, fair enough, because all the other football players that try acting tend to still have hair. Now I'm really curious if I ever did actually talk about Jason Statham on a previous episode of Hypothetical. Well, you know what you should do, Michael? Listen to every episode of Hypothetical? No, honestly, I think you need to give us a State of the Union. We're getting there. I still have another Yeah, I got to finish Phil. mine still. Yeah. Oh. So Jason Statham is a special guest, guest that way he can start kicking balls. <laughs> That that is right because in in my speech for Phil's State of the Union, I am promising some ball kicking, okay, or extraterrestrial I, equivalents. And I figure the robotic Mark Zuckerberg will be giving the rebuttal, okay, because he's a robot. All right, that's fair. Uh, well, that, and yeah, <laughs> yours is pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Don't do bad stuff on the internet, or we'll kick you in the balls. And exactly. Right. Sounds like a campaign hmm. slogan. I could campaign with that. <laughs> You should try that. Don't track me all over the internet. Otherwise, I'm going to kick you in the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me not to track you on the internet. Well, it's pretty simple. Just don't track me on the internet. Remind Remind me me to delete your IP address from the TeamSpeak server when you log off. Are you tracking me on the internet? No, but TeamSpeak automatically gets your IP address. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Oh, okay, good. My balls are safe. For now. Until you start tracking. But if I make it to Pennsylvania, then I can probably kick it from there. (laughs) True. Wait. Now I'm scared. Why? <laughs> you, my balls, kicked. I'm not Ow. in Pennsylvania, though. Oh, good point. But like I, I am s- almost there because I left like 47 minutes ago. Like I said, the show gets much more violent when the two of you are on. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is normal violent level. Yeah, yeah. This isn't much more violent. I mean, so far, nobody has died in this episode of Hypothetical, which is actually a miracle. Hypothetically, we have no, not killed anybody yet. You got to admit, Michael, that's pretty tame for an episode of Hypothetical. I don't know what you're talking about. Episode one involved people. No, episode two. Sorry. Episode two involved people skydiving into shark infested waters. Yeah. Nobody died. And two of them we were know. blind. So they probably could swim still. Blind people not being able to see the things on their parachutes to open them falling in the shark infested waters. Yeah, it's okay. They'll be dead when they hit the water, so they won't feel the shark rip them apart. There we go. Now somebody died on this episode of Hypothetical. I think we're good. But they didn't really die on this episode. They died in the episode that you previously discussed this. I was just 
give any example. Okay. Yeah, of how they got you on technicality there. Technically, I'm right. <sighs> yeah. Which is the best kind of right? Technically. Yeah. 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 All right. This. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> your speech, Michael? This show is something. Um, yeah, I guess I have to give a state of the state of something. <laughs> the easy pick would be to do a state of fast food or fast food commercials. Oh, is this because there's no box for the king box? Yeah, but we kind of already know what my speech would be. It would be a th- like 50 hour rant to the CEO of Burger King over why the f- there's no box. Well, it wouldn't just be against the Burger king, king box. Burger King is not the only culprit in my. I shouldn't have said anything. Now he's going to do too. <laughs> because what did Wendy's do? Okay, you want to know what Wendy's did? Yeah, they've that's got. Why I the, asked. They've got. <laughs> yeah, it is. I guess that is why you asked. <laughs> Great, got, great. Why did I do that? <laughs> they've got a, Way to go, FGD. Oh, man. I don't know if I can get through this. Uh, they, they've got the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, right? Small little burger, bacon, and cheese and stuff on it. But they had this commercial during the football oh, wait. playoffs. You did this on, on the Microsophical. It's a postgraduate bacon cheeseburger. It's not a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger anymore. Okay. I've got one that me off. Okay. See, this is a, totally a, a real thing. Okay. What about Arby's? No, Arby's is good. I haven't let's, seen it. No, no, no. Arby's is not bad. Arby's is off, no. Arby's is gross. No, I'm talking about the commercials, not the actual food. Oh, we're not talking about the actual food. The food is what it is. I'm talking about the the false advertisement. Okay, you know, you know the Taco Bell like nacho fries. Yeah, I've heard about them. Okay, in all the advertisements, you see the nacho fries uh, Bel Grande. So the ones that are in the bowl with the nacho sauce on them and everything. Are they just French fries with nacho sauce? Yeah, they're like cheese fries. French fries with nacho sauce. So they're cheese fries. Right. Okay. But like, unless you get the Bel Grande, which they don't call them the nacho fries Bel Grande on the commercials. They just call them the nacho cheese fries. So if all you do is order the nacho cheese fries, you get a cup of cheese sauce and a small box of fries separate. Okay. That's not what you're showing me in the commercial, man. Okay, so that's not cool. Right. If you're calling the commercial nacho fries, then they should look the way they look on the commercial. I shouldn't have to say nacho fries bel grande to get what I'm seeing in the commercial. I agree. Well, see, the problem is you're saying nacho fries, so you don't want that guy's fries. I say this as I eat some of my nacho fries by dipping the fry into the cheese cup. But they're nachos. We get it, Phil. I hate you you both. (laughs) (laughs) So can I have some fries because they're not Joe's? No, because they're not really? Joe's either. Really? Yeah. So, Michael, let's get away from fast food. This is going to go really horrible. I don't know what you're talking about. You brought up in a very important point. Now i got to make sure Taco Bell CEO is there too. Wait, so is this actually going to be your State of the Union? Uh, it could be. It'd be a really easy speech. You said this is the easy one. What's the real one? I don't know. I haven't come up with one yet. I just oh, figured that'd be the easy answer. All right. I will give a State of the Union on... I will give a State of the Union on podcast production what yeah are you going to request that they all have a board (laughs) damn right i am (laughs) that's it i'm signing up to give the rebuttal (laughs) i the the main we need to schedule these all for the same night that way after you just got to be in three places at once (laughs) (laughs) the main theme of my speech is going to be that all podcasts should be mixed produced whatever it is that you guys do with actual (laughs) audio boards whether or not they help or do anything, it doesn't even matter if the knobs are connected to anything. As long as while you're producing an episode, 
you start moving switches and turning dials and things every time you <laughs> you produce an episode which means if you are pr- you know producing an episode while you're traveling you're going to have to bring the boards with you because every podcast you have knob fetish no so <laughs> I people just, are just like playing with switches and knobs yeah i i just think those audio boards look cool and i think all podcasts should be done behind boards i think it's a okay, very my important question issue. to you are you working for big transistor I can't reveal that at this time. No, little transistor. Transistors are tiny now. We're not in the 80s anymore. That's right. Big boards, tiny transistors. That, okay, that was, so we know what's on your merchandise. That was my uh, campaign slogan. Uh, okay, so, so so tell me more about how you're going to tell us to do our jobs. <laughs> exactly. So first, Now I'm a little bit punchy here. I want to hear this. Please, yeah, this is going to be good. So You weren't punchy before? Not as punchy as it's about to be. <laughs> exactly. So- all podcasts need to be produced behind boards. There's no denying that there are boards anymore. We need to eradicate the epidemic of accidentally deleting audio. I do that one time <laughs> and you don't let me live it down. Nope. It's a big issue. So we're going to, you know, it's something that can, it can be eradicated permanently. So we're going to dedicate the resources to make sure that audio is not accidentally deleted anymore. We're going to have a task force and they'll take care of it. Audio task force. Yeah, sure. Just just have Linus Sebastian from uh, Linus Media Group make every audio engineer that does podcasts, like have him make us all like 50 terabyte RAID 1 configuration drives. And yeah, episodes would never be deleted. We'd be good. I don't know the technical stuff. You guys can figure that out later. I'm just telling you what the mandate's going to be. Okay. 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 No accidentally deleting audio. Produce everything behind boards. Um, those are probably the two... My two big things, my two big issues. I don't know if I have anything else for producers right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a state of podcast production. Where Where are you doing this? That's, I need to know where to show up. Yeah, that's a good question. Make sure you bring your board. Yeah, make sure you bring your boards because we know that this state of the union is going to be produced behind boards because I can't be a hypocrite here and talk about having everything produced behind boards and then not have my state of the podcast production not be behind boards. So bring your boards. Um, <laughs> let's see. We are going to do this on the world's largest water slide. What? Um, Michael, you do realize that yes, yes. audio boards are electronics yes. and yes. electronics and water don't mix. Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you trying to get me killed? I'm the lifeguard at the top, so I don't have to worry about what happens as they go down. Are you trying to get me killed? No. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to remember to always produce behind the boards. It'll be very memorable as you're going down the world's longest slot or world's tallest water slide with your audio boards. And You'll- dying as that board that you're requiring me to carry is sending like just way too much electricity through my body. I mean, no one said you couldn't wrap it in plastic or something first. That's not how this works, Michael. <laughs> I don't care. It sounds fun to me. So your state of the union of podcasting is going to make sure that every podcast audio engineer dies. No, no. We'll have designated uh, survivor podcast producers that aren't there. But but you're making sure that I show up. Well, you need to learn that you need to make sure you produce everything behind the boards. So you're going to kill me so you can have your designated survivor take well, no, over. If I, if I kill you, there's no hypothetical. So you can't die. So do what you have to do. Don't die. Okay. Since I'm giving the rebuttal to this, I think I'm exempt from having to go down the water slide. Um, maybe I, you, you don't get to choose your rebuttal at this point. You, you poked the bear, my friend. <laughs> maybe that's why I want you on the water side with the audio board. So you aren't can't get a rebuttal. To give the rebuttal. Boy, what, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do to you guys? 
and then uh, my special guest, my special guest is going to be Judge Judy. Okay, I've got to hear the logic on this one. Because she is going to tear into every podcast producer who has any hesitation about using boards. Okay. Okay. And you don't want to be scolded by Judge Judy. I mean, if I'm wearing high dollar closed back headphones and I'm working on mixing, then I won't hear her scolding me while I don't use my boards. I guess it's okay. She'll be piped into whatever headphones you're using. Or when, huh. you, or when you get to the end of the water slide, she'll pull the headphones off and just scream right in your ear. So you're going to make sure that if we don't get electrocuted, we're going to go deaf, which is going to make us useless yet No, you're again. Not gonna go, I mean, you're not going to go deaf. First of all, she's only going to yell in one ear. Hey, Phil, are you going to defend me here? I'm busy enjoying this. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So why don't you use a board? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't use a board because I can't afford a board because I've been doing upgrades for other things. There's a particular Allen and Heath board that I would use if I could afford it at the moment, but I can't afford it. So I'm not using it, which means I don't have boards. What about all Allen those hypothetical makes- dollars? <sighs> Hypothetically, he already has that board then. <laughs> no, he it hasn't got around to buying it with his hypothetical. Why did I dollars. even say anything? Why did I even? Why did I, I even try to do the right thing and say something and try to? Uh, oh boy, <laughs> Alan and Heath, if you're listening to this, I would love one of your Z series boards. Like seriously, book a mixer up. So yeah, that's my uh, <laughs> state of the union speech. Oh okay, okay. So you're skipping past the rebuttal. You don't want to hear how I would. No, I, th- I only asked who's who's going to give the rebuttal and. Apparently you volunteered yourself. Oh no, no, no. I think since you decided to go to go after after podcast producers. That's I it for this episode that- of hypothetical. Thanks for joining. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we get to hear the rebuttal here. We get to hear the rebuttal. Oh, we do now. <laughs> oh, we do. Oh, yes. Where can we people do. find you online, but, Phil? Uh the internet. <laughs> the internet. All right. And make sure you listen to philosophical. That's right. <laughs> and you can find him, Jenny. And don't track me. <laughs> Don't check. You can find him, Jenny, at uh, youtube.com slash something or other slash the inkdwell or something. Okay, fine. I won't give my rebuttal, but yeah. Uh, definitely check out the other podcast at Phil Osophical on your podcast player of choice. If you, for some reason, like hearing other stuff I do, check out Two Guys Zero Planners, also podcast player of choice, occasionally here on Hypothetical. You can find me on YouTube slash C slash the inkdwell. Support all the crazy stuff I do and maybe help me get one of those mythical boards that Michael wants me to have by supporting the random stuff over at patreon.com slash the inkedwell. And if you like pictures of pens, pups, and drones and other random stuff, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the inkedwell. Anything else? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, stretch and read 2020. We're running. Stretch and read 2020. Huh. We're what now? We're running for president. America needs a tall president again. I thought you guys were running like track and field or something. No, no, no. No, No, I don't run. We're we're running for president because America needs another tall president. And uh, I think Phil has Are you guys old enough to be president? Um, Amendments can be made. It's 35, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 35. Yeah, I can't do that then. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Stretch and read 2024. 2024. Will we be old enough then? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be old enough then. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of funny you guys aren't old enough to run in 2020 dude just because you're old i am old just because you've lost touch so 
Where can they find you if you want to be found? Philosophical, Instagram, or Twitter. Okay. Yeah. In those places. Bring us home. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I thought we already went home. Oh, you're on your way to Oklahoma. I'm home. I thought you were on your way to Oklahoma. Oh, that was the same eye. No, Michael, don't tell him that. Uh, Well, he's not going to remember anyways. He's poked both his eye eye out twice. So before he uh, loses both eyes, we're going to wrap this up. And uh, thanks, guys, for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hypothetical. Subscribe to hypothetical on your podcast player choice. And if you have a complaint about the lack of boards or anything else, Feel free to give us a call at 937-63-HYPER. That's 937-634-9737. Or send us an email to complain at hypothetical.show. Until next time, this is Hypothetical. Hypothetical.